the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. This is Oral Sessions, everybody, and I am Renee Paquette, and it is still October. I have really loved delving in to all corners of the spooks and the haunts and uh, ghosts and ghouls and goblins. We've not gotten to goblins, but we could. I love me some labyrinth. Um, No, I love all the ghost stuff. I love paranormal shows. These are some of the things that I just can't get enough of. These are the things that I like to watch in my free time. So you better believe when the option came up to have on the Ghost Brothers from Discovery Plus, three dudes that have known each other for like 20 years, like legit best buds, get together, form a show because they weren't seeing themselves on uh, paranormal shows. You know, they really wanted better representation in the ghost world. So they figured, you know what? Why don't we do our own damn show? And that's exactly what they did. And they've been up and running and just kicking ass in the paranormal world, but figuring out as they go. And I love that. I love that they are just like, (laughs) they're not acting like they're just a pros. I mean, at this point, they would be considered pros. They've been at it for a minute. But yeah, they started off just like a couple guys that wanted to have fun with their buddies and uh, get into the ghost world. And that is how... Ghost Brothers got started, but you don't need to hear my version of their origin stories because we talk about it here in the podcast, talk about some of the terrifying things they've seen, talk about ghosts, um, talk about ghosts kind of imprinting on you. Also, how to cleanse yourself of ghosts and negative energy and bad spirits and all that. So let's get into it. Here it is from Discovery Plus, The Ghost Brothers. feel like you guys must be in very high demand these days with everyone being like, oh, I should do a Halloween episode. Let's get some cool people on to talk some ghosts. Have you guys been super busy through October? You know, October, like Christmas for us. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a busy part of the year. But for us to be those cool guys that they call, I'm all for it. I guess let's just get into some of the origin stories of like, how did you guys get started? Give me a little background history on the Ghost Brothers. It's funny because uh, me and Jawan were actually roommates back in the day. We were in, uh, graduated from Clark Atlanta University together. So right after college, we were living together at the time. We were both working in television behind the scenes doing wardrobe. And I remember just waking up one night in the middle of the night and one of the Ghost Hunter shows was on television. I don't even know which one it was because I wasn't really watching them back then. But I just realized that I never see any representation of myself on any of these shows when I'm just flipping through the channels. So I woke up in the middle of this kick Jawan's door in. It's like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, we need to hunt ghosts. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, get out. Like, I'm like, there's no way you're sober at this hour telling me these claims. Even just like the intro for Ghost Brothers, you're like, it's all white people on these shows. What the hell? Was it that more so than like your love of the paranormal? We didn't have a love of the paranormal. We didn't know the paranormal was real. We didn't know any of that. You got to understand, like our background with like the paranormal was we used to go to church like we didn't do Halloween. We had Halloween night. Don't say used to go to church. (laughs) Still go to church. My bad. bad. We lived in church. (laughs) Marcus will tell you, like the only ghost we dealt with was the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Like, so that was our uh, intro to paranormal. Like that was our whole thing for spirituality. 
So how did you pitch a show of like being like, hey, we don't really know about the paranormal, but we want to get into it. And more so, we need to have this representation in the paranormal world. We're going to be completely honest with you. When we first had the idea, we went online to see if we could find any black ghost hunters. Literally, we went all over the Internet and we could not find nobody. There were no. Really? Zero. We even went to like all the different paranormal groups online. Hey, have you seen a black guy? (laughs) And everybody was just like, no. So we shot our own pilot. We went and tried to investigate, found a cameraman off Craigslist for $63. (laughs) Hell yes. I love this. Yeah, We shot what we thought was us trying to speak to some spirits and we put it on YouTube. And literally we took a couple of meetings. No one was interested in the idea. And then like five years later, we get a random email. I was driving for Uber at the time. I had a passenger in the back seat at the time. I checked my email and it's a company saying that they saw our clip and that they were looking for black ghost hunters. And we were the only people that they could find. (laughs) And that a television network was interested in doing a show centered around black ghost hunters. Would we be interested? And we told them straight out the gate. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) We are not ghost hunters. And if we're going to do a show like this, you need to let people know that we are learning this stuff along the way. I feel like that's really biting a lot off because, I mean, delving into like the paranormal world, like that's a whole like there's just so much to get into there. And for you guys to be like learning that on camera, that's a tall order. Yeah, it's layered for sure. How do you get like the rest of your like crew? Did you find more people on Craigslist to like flush out the rest of the crew? Nah, we just needed one more person. And that was hard. (laughs) It was not here today, by the way, but it's okay. Here in spirit. What was like your first experience of, of getting into the paranormal world? Like the first time that you feel like you like had contact with a ghost or a spirit. It's funny. It actually happened. Uh, as a child. And that's what kind of led me to believe like, you know, as an adult, maybe there is something to this, but I was visiting my grandmother. I was seven years old. She stays in a small town called McKamey, Texas in West Texas, literally a town where everybody knows everybody. And I was visiting one summer and uh, I had an older cousin and her and her friend, her friend was dating a guy. He uh, ended up getting into a domestic dispute with her. He got a gun, he shot himself and shot her. She survived. He passed away. Now, this is my cousin's best friend. So everybody knew everybody involved in this situation. So my grandmother decided to go view the body of the young man. So her and her best friend took me to this funeral home to view this body. Mind you, I'm seven years old. I remember walking into the sanctuary and literally there was a casket and he was laying there. He had a light gray suit, white shirt and a skinny black tie. But my grandmother's friend asked me at that time, like, have I ever touched a dead body before? I'm seven. Obviously not. This lady grabbed my hand and put it on the chest (laughs) of this dead body in this casket. Hand to God. I remember screaming. That's fucking traumatizing. I literally left. And that night when I was asleep on the couch, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and standing there in front of me was that same young man with the light gray suit, white shirt and a skinny black tie. And that was my first time ever seeing something that I couldn't explain. Like, I literally just saw this man hours before dead in the casket. Why are you standing here? Now, being an adult and learning through Ghost Brothers, I understand what an attachment is. <laughs> and like, I feel like by me touching him, he attached to me in some kind of way, maybe through the fear I had or the emotions, the energy I was putting out. But yeah, that shit was crazy as hell. 
It's like he imprinted on you. My first ghost experience, uh, it took place in a cemetery in a small town in Mississippi. It was down by the coast. And so I was probably like 10, 12, somewhere around there. And I decided to play like truth or dare with the kids in the neighborhood. Like some were family members, some were just other kids. But we used to dare each other to run through this graveyard. It's no lights. It's like one road and the rest is just all field and graves. And so I take off through this graveyard. And as I'm running, I feel the presence of something behind me. Like I didn't think any of my friends were running. So I turned around and I don't see anybody. And I'm like, okay. So I try to run faster. And I'm like, I don't know if I can outrun a ghost. Like, is that something? Is that a thing? Being able to outrun a ghost? I don't know. But like, I'm running and I just feel this presence getting heavier and heavier. I keep turning around, but it's like, every time I turn around, it's like that presence is over my shoulder. Like to this day, I just couldn't explain what that energy was that I was feeling as I was running. It was like, that was my first encounter to like something being out there that I couldn't explain. So since those moments that both of you had, did you always stay as believers of ghosts? It's tricky, man. And, I, and I'm glad that I grew up and became an adult and be able to think for myself because growing up in the church, it was always, you don't acknowledge, like Joan said and Marcus said, you don't acknowledge things like that. But it, as an adult, that doesn't make sense. You can't believe in angels, you know what I mean? And and all of this, but not believe in that. And as a child, you can't question that because you're a child, you know what I mean? But then as an adult, you start wondering, like, okay, I believe in angels, I believe in God, I believe in the devil, I believe in demons. You know what I mean? Like, what about the idea of a ghost or a spirit being here is so far-fetched then? And that's why I feel like people can really believe our show because we tell people all the time, literally a few years ago, we were just like y'all sitting at the house <laughs> on the couch. Yeah, like, yeah. Is this some bullshit or is this real? <laughs> and it's real. <laughs> it's a bullshit, but it's real. To piggyback on that, it's kind of like, I don't know if like I was acknowledging those experiences as like paranormal when I was younger. I was just like, I didn't know how to identify them, right? So now that I'm actually in the field, you look at it and you're like, that's definitely a paranormal occurrence. And I also think that now I've been doing investigations, I've become a lot more susceptible to those occurrences. Like I'm a lot more open. I'm a lot more sensitive. Like I think that like you kind of start adopting this empathic ability, if you will, the more and more that you kind of involve yourself with it. Oh God, that stresses me out. Once you turn it on, you really can't turn it off. It's so true. And the reason why I say that is because... I'm about to move. I've been talking about this on the podcast, but I'm about to move to Cincinnati to a very old house. And I am a believer in ghosts. I sir, I always have been, you know, having experiences as a child or like even as an adult feeling like, ooh, maybe there's like something happening here. Something doesn't feel right. I can feel that something's happening. But I've not felt that way in quite some time. I don't feel like that in the house I live in now. Everything is good and fine. But now I feel like I'm opening that can of worms. I'm having all these conversations with guys like you talking about different spirits all through Halloween and whatnot. And now I'm afraid that I'm like opening myself up to it. I'm going to move into this house and it's going to be haunted as all hell. And I'm going to have to move again. Enlighten me on this because all I can think to do is walk around with some sage and hope for the best. What do you suggest to do? It's a great start. That or like, do I have to have like a priest come to the house and some father and holy water the place? What do you do? Man, I tell people all the time, you gotta just pray. 
You got to know prayer. Sounds like, eh, what? But listen, we pray before we go into any location, before we come out of any location. We make sure we tell any spirits to stay and let them know they're not welcome to follow us. Have you ever had an experience where you thought that you did get followed? To answer your first question, I think you should just set your intentions. When you move in, I think that's one of those things where like, you can really establish that boundary uh, uh, about like letting the spirit, like acknowledging yourself and this being your place. And like, you don't want the spirits to be there um, and bother you in, in whatever sense. But have I ever had a spirit follow me? You know, that's a touchy situation because let Dalen tell it like there's a there's a spirit that I encountered on one of our episodes in, in Jamaica. It was the Rose Hall episode. And I got into a, um, I guess you can call it a, an entanglement. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. I use myself as a human trigger object to try to make contact with the spirit of Annie. She was the, the witch that was haunting and owned the property of the Rose Hall. And in that, I made contact with her um, servant that was a slave named Taiku, who she used to have interactions with ever since then you know, strange things started happening around my place or my old place. I've moved since then. And one of those things was uh, I loaned out a tuxedo to a friend of mine and they told me that the tuxedo was haunted. They were like, yo, I need you to come take this tux because like ever since I've had it, things in my home have started acting weird. I'm like, what do you mean things in your home start acting weird? Like lights are turning on and doors are shutting. And I think it's your tux. I think your tux is haunted. You got to get it out of here. I was like, oh, all right. That was the first time I ever heard that. And then another thing that happened was I came home one day and my patio door was shattered from the inside and I stay on the fifth floor. And like there was no disturbance on the inside of my apartment that like it was like somebody tried to break it in or anything like that. And there was just like no explanation to why this glass was shattered and it didn't fall. It was just like the, the pane was just cracked and like. I don't know how to define what happened. Something, someone was being petty and they're getting aggressive. Oh my God. That's really horrifying. And did you do anything to like clear that up or you, you don't live there anymore? So is it better now that you moved? I called the police. I called the property manager and they didn't figure it out. They just fixed my, they just fixed my glass. And honestly, probably six months later, I was gone. They don't, they don't know how to handle that. Holy crap. No, you need Dan Aykroyd for that one. Like that's. I need a proton pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you guys start dabbling in this world of paranormal, stepping into this world, not really knowing per se what you're getting into. Where do you start? Like what's the equipment that you buy? How do you weed out what's bullshit and what's not? So just to be completely honest and transparent, we all know that have a TV show, you have to have people filming the TV show, right? So there's always a few people around somewhere when you're filming. And I remember our first couple of locations, they kept trying to get us to use equipment. And we didn't know what any of this stuff was, EMF detector, a K2 meter, a SLS camera, a REM pod, all of this stuff that we use all the time now, we had never heard of. So you should just imagine three black guys sitting up here arguing <laughs> with these people of like, I'm not using none of this stuff. I don't know what none of this crazy sounds mean. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like it was like this big showdown. <laughs> but finally, we started introducing piece by piece, getting comfortable with it. That's why I enjoy the Ghost Brothers, because I feel like we keep it real, man. <laughs> like we didn't know what none of that stuff was at the beginning. And it is appreciated because like as a fan of 
you know, so many different ghost shows and I, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I lean into it and I'm like, no way. But then other times I'm like, I don't know about this. But yeah, I mean, when you know that there's like an authenticity through the hosts and you guys are kind of dropping that guard and letting people know what's bullshit and what's not, I feel like that really brings people into like, even though there's like, there's still like that comedy element with what you guys are doing because it's fun and still lighthearted. But then, you know, at the core of everything, it's still all of the ghosts and paranormal. So I think it kind of makes the, the viewer believe it more. And people always ask about the comedy element. Like, was it intentional? And it really wasn't. I just tell people all the time, when you watch most shows, even when you're watching like your real housewives of whatever city that you love so much, these are forced relationships. These are casting directors that pick a group of people and put them in situations to see how they react. We are genuinely best friends of like 20 plus years. You know what I mean? So that's where the humor comes from. Like if you were kidnapped with your best friend, somebody would still probably <laughs> crack a joke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it is, it's a really fun show to watch. And yeah, like I said, I mean, I love watching any kind of ghost show, but it fascinates me for you guys to just like delve into this world and figure things out. And yeah, figuring out the equipment, putting yourselves in these situations. Were there situations that you found yourself in that you did not want to be in that you felt like maybe we're in over our heads and this shit's real and we're going to be haunted for the rest of our lives? Yeah. I mean, since we're talking about Cincinnati, that's where you're moving. Uh, that's oh, probably God. one of the craziest places we've ever been is the house. No! Yeah. That wasn't Cincinnati, though. Cleveland. That, was Cleveland. that was Cleveland. Oh, good. Cleveland's four hours away. Screw Cleveland. Y'all are like neighbors. Ish, yeah. Y'all are close. <laughs> They're close. Definitely experienced uh, some tension at the House of Wills. That was the first episode where we all didn't go in for the initial investigation just because the, the energy surrounding that place, um, Marcus didn't want to didn't want to take part in. So to give you some backstory, we're talking about the House of Wills. It was built as a Masonic lodge to harness all energy that came in and out. So like it built with like dome-like features oh, to kind of cultivate that energy. Then it was transitioned to Cleveland's largest funeral home during the civil rights time. And then now it's owned and operated by the leader of the satanic movement. He has the largest uh, collection of like antichrist artifacts and artwork. It's like the leader of the satanic church. That shit's in Cleveland? It's in Cleveland. That's next to Cincinnati. Thanks, guys. It's about four hours. But uh, that was probably the, the craziest location. Scariest, frightening, most like unprepared location we've ever encountered. When you like walk into a room, do you feel, can you feel it now? Like, like you said, it's almost like when your mind is in that, you know, you're already thinking about that stuff. You're, you're putting yourself in that situation and you're more open to it. Do you feel it now when you like walk into a room? If you're like, oh, there's something here. I can for sure. Feeling your stomach, your head starts hurting, temperature changes. You see, you're just more aware. And what's crazy is I really believe a lot of other people probably experience the same things, but just don't know what it to attribute it to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my head's hurting. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I know if I'm chilling and my head just starts hurting like that, or if I walk into a room and it immediately starts hurting, something isn't right in the area. Oh my God. I've never, I don't, I don't, I, I'm going to have to like be more aware of that now. We say that your body is probably your, your best piece of equipment. Like you can really use your your sense of feel, your sense of sight, your sense of hearing to kind of get an idea of like what the environment is like. Uh, I remember it was probably like first season. We had just got off the road. 
we walked into a friend's house and uh, Dalen was like, oh yeah, this is definitely haunted. I said, bro, we ain't even been, we haven't even done six episodes. How you know? He's <laughs> the like, check's Burr. cleared. I'm a pro now, babe. I got paid now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There's just so much out there and so much to investigate. How do you guys decide where you're going to go, what towns you're going to go to, which houses or which, you know, buildings or whatever you go into? Do you have like a, a master list that you kind of just revert back to and just keep adding to? You'd be surprised how literally all day long, every single day, every message that we get is people like telling us about someplace somewhere like we there. You will never be short of places to investigate. And for us, it's just story driven. We like to go to places that have really, really interesting stories and stories that we can relate to or uh, we can add some type of, you know, our perception or, you know, ideas attached to it. So like if it's a story of a young woman who, you know, was jilted at the altar and killed herself, like I feel like we come in really trying to understand the woman, but also Sir, why did you do this to this lady? Why did you leave her? You know what I mean? Like really trying to interact with these spirits because we always say spirits were people too. So everybody has their reasoning for whatever is going on. It's like our job to figure it out. With big fights every week, there's never been a better time to give FanDuel Sportsbook a shot and join the action on FanDuel Fight Nights. Because right now, you can place your first bet risk-free that's right. You're going to get up to 1000 bucks back if you don't win. FanDuel gives you so many bets to choose from. There's parlays, round props, method of victory bets, and so much more. FanDuel is the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's incredibly easy to use. It's such a no-brainer. Plus, it's safe and secure and real quick fast payouts. You get that money right back in your pocket ASAP. One of my favorite features. You got to stay rich, you know, keep that money in your bank account. This app is so easy to use that when you win, you actually get paid in as little as two hours. So with FanDuel in your corner, you'll always get exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more to make your FanDuel fight night even more exciting. That is why they are America's number one sports book. So sign up with the promo code Renee to bet risk-free up to $1,000 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. That is promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 for Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-270-71117 for confidential help in Michigan. TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. What are some of the most haunted places in America that you've been to? Cities would definitely be Savannah and New Orleans. Ooh, I bet. New Orleans is just a different situation. New Orleans is scary on like a bright sunny day. It's still a little scary. Because you have just a mixture of like your voodoo and like all of the magic, witchcraft, all of that is in that bayou. <laughs> like that's yeah. like a big gumbo. <laughs> that's also kind of like, like some of the, the oldest history. For the United States, I mean, you got to think that whole South region had 
a lot of death and, and things associated with it early on. So I think it's harnessing a lot of energies. I think St. Augustine is a is huge, being like the oldest town. I think uh, Gettysburg um, being like a haunted haunted location. Yeah, I, I feel like definitely Louisiana, or like definitely more like the East Coast, it feels like. Like, I feel like more like, I don't know, maybe that's just in my head when I think of like the like different, like the older architecture and the old buildings. Like it always feels like there's just something a little more like creepy happening over there. But I don't know, maybe that's just in my head. Okay, so you're going you're going in to investigate a place. What all do you bring with you? What are like the main tools that you need to have to check to see what's happening in a house? I like to have a buddy. Like I think we got to try to have like uh, it needs to be a buddy system going on. I was gonna say cell phone because you might got to call the laws, police, help, nine one one. You never know. You got to be ready <laughs> just in case. But you can't call the cops. What can the cops do? They can't help you from a ghost. That's where you messed up at. It's not always a ghost. When we were in Cleveland at the House of Wheels, a guy ran in off the street at three o'clock in the morning and got lost inside of this 40,000 foot megaplex. So we had to have the police. (laughs) So that's when the cell phone came in real handy. If you've never heard or seen a homeless man get lost inside of a haunted house, it is by far one of the wildest things you can ever experience. It's entertaining for sure. He was screaming so loud because he couldn't find his way out. Ain't no telling what he saw inside of that place. Good God. Um, Exorcisms. Where do you guys stand on exorcisms? I love a good exorcism story. Do you have any? Is it something you believe in? How does that work? I believe in it wholeheartedly. And that comes from uh, me growing up in the church. So my mother is a pastor. She's been a pastor since I was in the third grade, the head pastor of her own church. And, uh, I've just seen some crazy shit, man, just from being that child being brung along to church three or four times a week. And I remember this one time, my mom, I didn't go with her, but she went to this lady's house who they believed something was wrong with her. And my mother and two of the male ministers went with her and they all vouched for her. My mother was praying for this lady and the lady became so like violently strong The two men were trying to hold her. Everyone swears to God there was a trash can, a metal trash can, the big trash can sitting in the corner of the room. It got up on its own and flew across and hit the wall. My mom is not the type of person to even play with, like, lying about stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, she's that devout when it comes to stuff like this. But everybody in the room vouches for it. She pulled me to the side probably about... Three, four years ago, it's probably after like the first or second season of Brothers. And I uh, told her, I was like, man, mama, you know why people love the Ghost Brothers? And she was like, why, David? And I was like, because we don't know what we're doing. And people find it interesting to watch us figure it out. And she didn't even smile. She just looked me dead in my face. And she was like, you're right. Because if you truly knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be doing it. And she just walked off. Like a lot of people really don't like playing in this area. I was when I was working for WWE, we were supposed to go. Gosh, it was some haunted building. It actually might have been in New Orleans because I think it was when we were there for WrestleMania and they were trying to put together a crew of people to like go into this haunted house and get out a fucking Ouija board. But they couldn't get anyone to commit to do it. There was a lot of people like all these wrestlers were like, nope, I want nothing to do with that. Will not be around it. People don't play. But I I mean, I get it. I get it for sure. But 
it's one of those things. It's like, you want to believe you want to see something happen, but then if it does go too far and all of a sudden you find yourself in a sticky situation and you have a ghost following you around or you become possessed or something like who knows what could happen. You're opening that portal wide open. Busted it wide open. What about the Ouija board situation? Where do you stand on Ouija boards? We know we shouldn't, but we do. We used it last week to be completely honest. <laughs> like this is like, I be feeling bad saying it out loud. Cause I know anytime my mom hears something like this, she's just like, you just want to go to hell, don't you, boy? What is like the moment that sticks out to you guys with getting out a Ouija board of something that like gives you chills? There's always so much apprehension, like before we do it, but we definitely have committed to using it several times. This past time. So just to be totally transparent, we are still recording the podcast as the podcast is airing what we're talking about, which is dope. You know, we have all these episodes coming out. So someone had the bright idea that we should bring a Ouija board into the studio to just see if we can get in contact with anything that may or not be around. So me and Juwan, we decide to do it, whatever. Because like, what's really going to happen in a recording studio in the heart of Atlanta? Me and Juwan are doing this Ouija board and it starts to move. And I'm like, Juwan, is that you? He's like, Dalen, is that you? Marcus isn't doing it. And we have the woman who's the the producer in there, the, 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 the board director, she doesn't want anything to do with this just as much as Marcus. Jawan and I both raise our hands off of the little triangle Marcus can vouch for it. And the woman, and it has nothing to do with ghost brothers can vouch for it that ran the studio. That thing was moving by itself. No hands on it. Our fingers, hands were not touching it. <laughs> and it started moving by itself. What did it move to? Did it like say anything? It was either yes or no. It was it just moved towards no, I believe. But I can't remember what the question was. But no, it definitely it definitely moved on its own. Okay, what do you guys have coming up? What can we look forward to with more Ghost Brothers? Where are we going? What are we doing? What are the haunts? What are the spots? We got a new season of Fright Club coming. We have our podcast that's airing right now every Thursday, Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. It can be found on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts at, you can get Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. All of our shows and new shows will be airing on Discovery Plus. So that's coming. Discovery Plus is my new favorite spot, man. They've got it all. I love Discovery Plus. I'm obsessed. You can actually binge watch all of our shows on Discovery Plus right now. So you can catch Ghost Brothers first season, Ghost Brothers second season. You can catch. Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guests. You can catch the Fright Club. You can catch Ghost Brothers Lights Out. And then now you have the ability to hear us on our new podcast with Urban Legends. Okay, so when I move, if my house is haunted, can you guys come over? Of course. And we will bring you pancakes. Did we tell you that we're actually launching our own pancake and waffle line in the next couple of weeks? Tell me about it. It's called the Bros Gourmet. And we have a holiday pumpkin spice pancake and waffle mix that is launching in like two weeks let's go people always ask like how did y'all get into like pancakes and waffles like literally we've been all over this country investigating and every time we get out on an investigation it's always like four five six o'clock in the morning so we always go get breakfast so we've had pancakes and waffles literally every state <laughs> that you can think of. Ooh, what's number one for you guys when you know you're somewhere and there's, whether it's a chain or like a mom pop spot, where's your place you go? 
I'm ashamed to tell you my favorite, the Waffle House. And it's only because I live in Atlanta and the Waffle House is like a staple. Have you ever been to the Waffle House? Are you familiar with the Waffle House? Yeah, I've actually, I mean, I say that as if like, yes, of course, I know I'm from Canada. um, So I I have had Waffle House. I mean, Huddle House. Which one? You got Huddle House? Y'all don't have Waffle House. What y'all got? Oh, I can't even think of the name. I've not lived in Canada in a while. And now I've not, I've not even been to this restaurant for so long. So I'm drawing a blank on it. But don't worry. We're going to open up Great. a Rose Gourmet oh my, in love Canada. It. We're going to service all of your waffle and pancake needs. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like that you guys are just like dabbling in all of these things. You're like, I'm going to get into ghosts. I'm going to get into the pancake business. Hell yeah. Okay, great. Well, I mean, I have a cookbook, so I also like to throw down in the kitchen. So maybe we can do a little collab. We'll put some things together. We'll conjure up some spirits and call it a day. We will. I love it. We could do a brunch episode where we're doing some little pancakes and waffles with some spirits. Yes, mimosas and ghouls. I'm in. I love that. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a lot of fun uh, getting to pick your brain and looking forward to the launch of your pancakes and waffles and all things to do with the Ghost Brothers. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you oh so much to the Ghost Brothers for hanging out. Also, please, for the love of God, let me try these pancakes and uh, waffle mixtures that you guys are working on because that is up my alley. If I can just hang out with you guys and talk ghosts and eat some waffles, I think that our friendship is um, very solid and secure. And um, I'm not sure what I'm bringing to the table. I guess I am Canadian and can bring a really great maple syrup. That's my contribution. Um, But thank you guys for hanging out with me, for popping on the podcast with me. I can imagine just how busy you all are through the month of October. People having these ideas of doing spooky episodes of their podcasts or their shows or their YouTube page or what have you. And that being said, make sure to check out my YouTube page. Just search Renee Paquette at YouTube. You will find it there because all of these videos live there. You can see us having these great chats. 98% of them are through Zoom, but that doesn't take away from the charm. And the charisma and the, the, the energy between me and the lovely interviewees. Check those all out. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Renee Paquette and at The Volume Sports. We love you guys. Um, all right. I'm out of here. It's almost Halloween. Oh, my God. It is, like, legit almost Halloween. I got to go get my bat costumes ready. I found them in the closet. I thought that I lost them. I thought that John threw them out. But I found them. We are a family of bats, and it is time for me to suit up. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs>